Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Focus on Albany. I'm Cynthia Poole. My guest today is Zach Simpson, and we're going to have a conversation about zoning and development in the city of Albany. So, Zach, it's been a while since we talked on Focus on Albany. What's going on with zoning and development in Albany? Well, thank you so much, Cynthia, for having me on your show. Um, uh, you know, there's been a lot of uh, activity with zoning and uh, you know development in the city of Albany. <clears throat> you know, particularly, I can I can talk from the you know the perspective of my neighborhood, which is Upper Washington Avenue. We've had several development projects over the last couple of years that have come forth. Um, specifically, there was the proposed uh, blood plasma center in Hannaford Plaza. There was the uh, proposed uh, big, huge, like 4,000-square-foot Stewart's shop with gas at the corner of okay. Colvin and Washington. And then um, they're actually clearing the uh, trees and, you know, low-lying brush over at uh, the corner of uh, at Westland Hills Park, uh, Anthony Street, corner of uh, Colvin and Anthony Street. Uh, for a, I think it's 63 units, 64 um, parking spots with commercial space. Uh, it's two separate mm-hmm. buildings right next to the right next to the park entrance. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, in my neighborhood, that's been the the focus. But beyond my neighborhood, because you know, I keep you know in plug with a lot of stuff going on here. Uh, there's the uh, the 1211. Uh, Western Avenue project. I think it's six stories. Very, very large building. Um, there's the mm-hmm. 560, 563 uh, New Scotland, which is right across from St. Peter's Hospital, where the uh, U.S. Post Office is, is today in some of those buildings there. They're going to come down, um, again, for a large-scale mixed-use property. And just, you know, <clears throat> all, all over the city, there's there's 76, I think it's called the, is it 76 downtown. Um, there's a, a large one with a, lot of, a good amount of affordable housing. So there's a lot of development happening here in the city. So one of the issues that you and I had talked uh, a few times about was the uh, plasma thing by Hannaford, Hannaford, uh, where the Hammersford is. Uh, so there was a problem, I think, with the Hammersford, I mean, with the plasma thing. And Chris Spencer, can you fill us in a little bit about that? Well, for your listeners, so this was before I became vice president of my neighborhood. I was just an attendee. You know, an interested citizen going to neighborhood meetings. I think it was like the second or third neighborhood meeting I went to where Chris Spencer was there, uh, representatives from CSL Plasma, which is a multi-billion dollar Australian corporation uh, with, um, I think they have a, a satellite office in Boca Raton, Florida. So they came up and tried to talk about all the, the positive things about for profit, for play, for pay blood plasma centers. Um, mm-hmm. So they came and talked about you know, all the altruistic reasons for why it's so good to donate plasma, how you can earn money. You, they'll give you a, basically a gift card that you can use for whatever you want. Um, 
And so when I heard this, I, you know, sat on the edge of my chair and was like, well, what are they talking about here? And, you know, everybody else in the, you know, the other neighborhood residents, you know, put their hands up, asked really pointed questions about this whole thing. But the one thing that was interesting was it was talked about what would be an appropriate setback from a residential neighborhood, um, from houses or, you know, and it was a thousand feet seemed feasible and it was openly discussed. And then all of a sudden, you know, uh, but Chris Spencer, um, you know, to his credit, he, he, he did say that there was no existing uh, classification for a blood plasma center in the uh, USDO unified sustainable De- development ordinance, the zoning code for the city. So he, he drafted his, uh, his amendment to the code um, which I believe was supposed to be a thousand foot setback, but then all of a sudden it went to 250 feet, which at 250 feet, it was, it would have been able to go into Hannaford Plaza. Um, but again, thousand foot was discussed. All of a sudden it became 250. Uh, it went to the planning board for review. I and, uh, you know, like my, my councilman, Michael Bryan, several neighbors stood up, spoke up, uh, you know, about, you know, the setback, you know, issues with plasma centers, um, you know, over time, you know, as this went through the channels, it went to the planning board. The planning board actually disagreed with Chris Spencer, bumped up the setback to 500 feet before they sent it to the council, the common council. Okay. When it went to the common council, it was at 500 feet. And at 500 feet, it would have precluded – um, the plasma center from going into Hannaford Plaza. It would have been too close to a residential neighborhood. So I went back to the council. Again, I spoke up heavily against it. I did a lot of research. I produced documentation to the council, the planning board, the zoning board of appeals, which ended up going to the board of zoning of appeals. But, you know, it was a real, real tough issue. Um, and, you know, as everybody knows, it eventually – led to an override of a mayoral veto and it became law in the city for a thousand foot setback. Um, but yeah, that was, that was a tough case. So what was the problem with Spencer? Because he doesn't have his job anymore. Um, you know, as far as, you know, Mr. Spencer resigning, I, you know, I know as much as you do, probably the Times Union article, is that what you're referring to? Because, you know, I did, I yeah. did see that. And I was surprised, but, you know, um, you know, hopefully the, the new commissioner, whoever it may be, um, I, I, you know, I wish, I wish them well. And I, and I wish Mr. Spencer well as well. Well, you know, uh, Chris Spencer was working for the mayor's office for a number of years and all of a sudden he's gone and you know I guess it raised a few eyebrows what do you think um you know from well from from reading the article I mean there seems like there was quite a bit of tension with staff and I you know there has been some contention with you know council members and certain development projects and uh you know but uh yeah it's uh but again, you know, it's a very important job to be the commissioner of planning, and uh, whoever it may be, the new commissioner. I hope that they, you know, they're very responsive to the neighborhoods, to the residents, and really take a lot of the 
um, community input to consideration with, with, with development plans. Uh, just a while back, you you had um, had a Zoom, came a Zoom um, meeting, and there were and there were problems with the uh, Zoom meeting. And how do you conduct your meetings now? Are you talking about back in February, Cynthia? Yep. Oh, so, so for that Cayman long yeah, yeah. So yeah, Canaan. Yeah, so um, yeah for the Zoom, the Zoom bombing incident. Unfortunately, we had uh, in February. So now what we do a little different. Um, I do enable certain security settings in Zoom that I didn't do before. You know, everybody goes to a waiting room before they come into the meeting. So I screen people. Um, uh-huh. I limit the attendance to presenters and CANA members and CANA delegates. And then what I do is I um, I stream it to YouTube, and then I share the YouTube stream to Facebook. Um, okay. So basically, so- mem- members of the public they can they can they can see it on YouTube or on Facebook. Does that limit the dialogue with the community? Um, you know, I don't, you know, to a degree probably, um, but, you know, it's a cost-benefit analysis, Cynthia, and I can't really risk the, um, you know, the prospect of having another incident like that again. Right. Okay. Okay. It's just, you know, it's, you know, Kane has been around 44 years, and that, something like that had never happened to us, so it was, it was a, a huge shock the system so right now but of course uh, zoom meetings have been involved only about a year you know the other 43 years of Cana were face-to-face meetings right yeah and i'm sure there were some contentious moments at Cana meetings because you know i've read some of those minutes from you know the 70s 80s and the 90s and there were some hot button topics um you know, there was the oil trains in the South End. There was, you know, the open container law. That there was uh, a lot of controversial uh, things. You know, code enforcement in the city of Albany. Um, that was mm-hmm. always a hot button issue. So, but uh, no, I don't think there was ever such a disruptive event like this. Are you enjoying being the head of Cana? I am. I am. I, uh, you know. It's one of those things where I came out of the gate running. I, I, I think I was very prepared to do this because, mm-hmm. you know, I founded the Uptown Cooperative several months prior, which I kind of call my mini Cana because it's five neighborhoods wide. So it's like a, it's a cluster of neighborhoods in the Uptown. Um, but I think that was a really good um, start was developing the cooperative, then becoming the Cana chairman. Um, but I'm really excited about what I've been doing so far. Um, I've been helping neighborhood associations that haven't met in quite some time get back together. Um, yeah, I just, I really, I, my, one of the favorite things I like about it is that I get to pick who the presenters are. 
every month. And, um, you know, in February, I, I did African American History Month. In March, it was the conversation on COVID. And then April, it's going to be environmental uh, sustainability. So, you know, I'm starting to do kind of themes as well. Now, have you given any thought to contacting WCAA and doing a show about Cana? I think that might be interesting. Oh, WCA. Well, no, I haven't thought about it. Um, there, you know, I'm, I'm actually actively working on um, a concept for Channel Albany, uh, Spectrum 1301, uh, doing uh-huh. called Love Thy called Love Thy Neighborhood, where I will go out into the community and talk with, you know, business owners. Uh, community organizers, um, you know, politicians, and just really mm-hmm. ask them some questions. You know, you know, what makes you tick? What, you know, why do you get up every morning? You know, I really want to just, you know, have a real candid conversation with people. Now, is the Channel Albany up and running? Um, so, yeah, um, so... Yeah, so it's up and running um, by appointment only, um, and you can reach out to Kirk Daniels um, at the Channel Albany Studio. Oh gosh, I wish I forgot the number. But uh, if you go on Facebook, um, the Public Education and Government Access Oversight Board has a Facebook page, and I believe we just uh, did a post there about the hours of operation, and uh, you know you have to call. Um, obviously, with COVID, social distancing, mask wearing—you know—it's uh, it's very important to uh, keep everybody safe in the studio. Right, exactly. So uh, it seems as if Albany is going to have a lot new development. Can you tell me one thing? Um, sure. When you drive down Clinton Avenue, you see a lot of buildings that have X's on it. Yes. Rather than build new new buildings, whatever, why isn't the uh, uh, the buildings with the X's revamped? Well, <laughs> if I had the money, Cynthia, I would invest it. <laughs> but, you know, there's, you know, the way the industry is, is shifting is to these large-scale, dense development um, models, you know. So I, I'm really hopeful that, you know, one by one, people can really start rescuing some of these historical buildings, particularly at Clinton Avenue. There are some really beautiful buildings on, on that street mm-hmm. that have seen some better days. And um, But, yeah, no, I hear you. Um, a lot of X's around the city, and it's you know it's kind of breaks your heart because you know that each house had a day where you know there was families, just you know memories, and there's still memories, you know. But you know you'd like to see stuff fixed up a little bit. And, uh, I think it just makes right. the neighborhood a little more brighter. Right, right. So we're in the midst of of well, we just finished the petition process. Uh, basically in the city of Albany. Are you looking forward to a rip-roaring spring? 
for um, the the, uh, the mayor's race and common council races? Well, I can comment about my involvement, which will be, you know, Kena has had a long-standing history of uh, collaboration with the League of Women Voters of Albany County because, you know, we're nonpartisan, they're nonpartisan, so we have done uh, candidate forums in the past, and uh, I fully anticipate that there will be um, a series of forums coming up with uh, Kena, League of Women Voters. Uh, last year, we actually partnered with them and Capital District Latinos and the Capital Area Councils of Churches. Um, so that should be coming up pretty, pretty soon. We'll have to touch base. Um, but, um, yeah, you know, the Common Council, there's five retiring council members. Um I think there's a couple contested races in, the, in some of the other wards for incumbents. And then for mm-hmm. mayor, I think there's, what, about four or five people running? So. Um, I, around four, I think. There's, okay. uh, there's going to be an independence candidate. There's going to be a um, Republican candidate. Okay. And two people... Two people is lying for the uh, Democratic nod. Gotcha. So I think it's going to be a pretty interesting, you know, spring as far as if you like politics, get your popcorn out. I think it's going to be very interesting. What do you think? Well, i got to tell you, my spring is going to be focused on my pop-up cleanups with the Uptown Cooperative and uh, really helping the city look pretty this year. Um, it's just really important to me because, you know, I grew up in, I grew up in Knox in rural Albany County, and, uh, you know, that's just something that is really important in my hometown, which is you, you take really good care of your property and you be really good neighbors. And, you know, that's, that kind of drives me. It's the small-town values. Okay. And you don't see that as much as you did in the hill towns? In the hill towns, you know, most people really, you know, keep their properties really as as nice. Um, You know, there's not a lot of trash, not a lot of litter everywhere. Um, So, you know, we actually, um, when I was in high school, I was part of a key club. And we partnered with Kiwanis, and we've got to clean up the, the roadsides every year. We'd adopt the highway. Mm-hmm. So. That's, that's done in, in Albany, right? There's neighborhood cleanups, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there, there, are, yeah there's, there's, there are neighborhood cleanups, yep. Um, but, you know, last year when I was doing my pop-up cleanups, I was – a couple of them I uh, joined with Community Matters, another uh, local uh, community organization – and we went into some areas that really, really were in bad shape. And we made a huge dent, made a huge dent. But there's a lot of areas that we got to make some dents. We got to, it's, it's got to be, you know, it's got to happen. If not this year, within the yeah. next couple of years, just really targeting mm-hmm. these areas and, and, and helping people out. So how long is your tenure with Kena? Two years. Two years. 
Okay. And then you have to come up for election or appointment. Uh, re-election. <laughs> okay. So when you ran this time around, did you have any opposition? So the way it works is um, there's a nominating committee, and the nominating mm-hmm. committee, um, you know, basically vets the candidates, and I was the um, I was the pick. They they thought that I would be a good chair, and you know, it's it's been it's been a bumpy couple of months. I'll be honest with the, the Zoom bombing, <laughs> but uh, you know, I think I handled it as best as I could, and. Uh, you know, it was a, it was a learning lesson, and uh... so as as we speak, the uh, the trial for Chauvin is on the guy that allegedly killed um, George Floyd. George yes. Floyd. Right, right. So in the event. Let's say that Chauvin is found not guilty. Do you anticipate riots again? Uh, not only oh, gosh, Cynthia. But in you know, I, 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 I don't, I don't want to speculate on that. I really don't. Um, I really hope that that's, you know, it's, it's a horrible, what happened to that man in Minneapolis was, absolutely horrendous i mean i i actually saw the video um yesterday and oh my goodness um you know that's that was a really tough tough thing to watch uh it really uh, was it was it was it it was horrible so Um, what else is going on politically with you (laughs) <laughs> well, you know, uh, not not much. Um, no, I'm just focusing on Cana, uh, focusing on the cooperative, my neighborhood association. You know, um, we're really getting excited on the pegboard because we uh, we got a vendor that uh, we're working with to re- reinstall new equipment in the common council chambers. So that was a really mm-hmm. great thing. Um, so 2021, so a little rough. You know the insurrection on the Capitol, <laughs> the election, and uh, but seems like things are really looking optimistic. Uh, and I think you know towards the end of the year we're going to have some sense of normalcy as much as we can have normal again. So you you think that things might be a little more the way they were before March 2020? So I think we're going to see a lot of things in place permanently. I think we're still going to we're going to see a lot of, you know, hand sanitizer dispensers in the areas. Um, I think we're still going to see some plastic shielding. Um, mm-hmm. Just things to make sense to me. Um, you know, one of the things about wearing a mask is that I think the um, the flu rates are way down. Um, so oh, I really? Think- <laughs> Yeah. So, um, I think I think you're going to see a lot of more people periodically wearing masks, 
And it's not going to be stigmatizing, you know. It's going to be like, oh, okay, maybe they have a cold or maybe they have, you know, strep or maybe they have, you know, gone through chemotherapy. You know, there's, there's times where you sh- probably should wear a mask. So uh, it's something I kind of got used to. I, I never leave home without it. As a female, i got to say that there's a possibility it might drive lipstick manufacturers Outright, you know, I never thought about that, Cynthia. But I did see a mask that had a clear front where you could actually see the, somebody's mouth through the mask, which I thought was really clever. I, know, I, know. <laughs> I, I, I didn't see that. So, you have any predictions on what's up and coming in the city of Albany? Yeah, definitely a, a huge surge in the neighborhood movement. Um, I think we're going to see a few more neighborhood associations get back up and running. Actually, um, mm-hmm. there's been a couple of them I've identified. The Plymouth Neighborhood Association. There used to be a Plymouth neighborhood that no longer exists. Um, there's a couple of them that, uh, you know, for one you know, I know Mount Hope. I, I want to help them get back up and running. Um, mm-hmm. You know, West Hill. The West Hill neighborhood, I want to help them eventually get back up and running. So um, definitely, you know, I, want, I think there's going to be a lot. Well, once COVID is subsided, I think people are just going to want to be around people and, you know, celebrate. So I think it's going to be a mm-hmm. celebration in 2022 of the city. So what about um, the Tulip Fest? You think that'll happen this year? When is the Tulip Fest? May? May. Yeah. I, I don't know. I what doubt about it. the fireworks on the 4th of July? Maybe. Not not in the capacity mm-hmm. normally, but maybe a scaled-down capacity, maybe. Be nice. mm-hmm. So if, if people want to get involved in and Tana or find out more about what you're you're doing, how can people contact you, Zach? Sure. Uh, best way is to send an email to Kana, C-A-N-A, number four, Albany, at gmail.com. And if you got a question about the Uptown Neighborhood Cooperative, it's uh, uptowncooperative at gmail.com. And uh, I'd be happy to talk to you if you have any questions for me. Uh, and you you have a uh, Facebook page, right? Yep, uh, Kane is on Facebook. Actually, we I think we did we hit a hundred. We we're way over a thousand followers, maybe eleven hundred. But that's wow. a lot um, in the first couple of years. Um, but yeah, Kane has a Facebook Uptown Cooperative. That's a Facebook page. Okay. So anybody can look and see what you guys are doing, right? Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we're busy. (laughs) You've been listening to Zach Simpson. Um, This is Focus on Albany. I'm Cynthia Pooler. If you like this show, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Zach, thanks for being on Focus on Opening, and thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a great day.
Thanks, Cynthia. See you next time. Bye, everybody.